That's all set then, Josh, yeah? Thanks for the fucking clap. Is it all recording? I'm glad we uh, we clapped that in just after that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we was having about yeah. pigeons. Um, but yeah, no, cool. You comfy, yeah? Yeah. It's all set? All good. Apart from the mic being fucking... That's uh, all good. All good <laughs> yeah, right yeah. in your face. <laughs> but no, welcome back to another episode of the Average Joe's podcast. I'm here today with Harry, always... He hasn't got a microphone today because he fucked it up, didn't you? You just can't be fucking trusted, mate. Do you want to say anything? Or do you want to say anything? <laughs> Get the truth out. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't do anything wrong. Basically, I didn't pack enough equipment. And when we've got here, like we've travelled like, what, 140 miles, 145 miles, 150 miles to get to Birmingham to interview the lovely Dan. Um, and now I've realised, yeah, that one of the microphones is fucked. So I'm just going to sit this out because obviously George is the host, he's the main character. <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here, just do what I do, looking sexy, and yeah, just let you take over. Thanks. Guess that back, mate. Um, but the key word is in there that you didn't pack enough equipment, so yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, Dan, thank you for coming on ah, it's a the, pleasure. Uh, the podcast. I know we just had a brief conversation about... You saying that you don't often do these sort of things, so we appreciate your time. No, that'd be silly. Doing it for us. I know we go back. We had we had quite a, a long cyber relationship. You could say that. <laughs> sounds, sounds very sinister, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> we online dated for a while. <laughs> we did some we did some uh, some online some online talking for a long time. Actually, met you through Depop. I was like a regular customer of yours back in the day. You used to buy like a lot of vans. Yeah, when you said to me was we're gonna speak about how we met, I was trying to I was trying to pinpoint Yeah. How how did you come into my life? No, I know, I know. I'm I've been trying you. to get rid of you ever yeah. since. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna talk into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we uh, I, I was a regular customer through through Hooked, mm. um, on Depop. Bought like a lot of vans and those sort of things back in the day. because um, you always had the great prices. Yeah. 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 Always at the great price. Long time ago that was. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the first time we met. Was it Cripsy? Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> we had the patters on the table there, Max Wands, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came with, I think, a partner at the time. Yeah. Still my partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking a long time ago. Yeah. And then you came to every every shop that we opened yeah. as well, really, haven't had you? Had to come and show my support and drop you off some stock. Yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. sold you stuff as what well. Was it the day before we opened, probably, knowing yeah. me? It was. I think it was uh, your new Birmingham boring store. Um, I think was it. No, yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, it was definitely the boring store. We were open though. Were we open or were we? Ah, no, the shutters were still down. Jesus, that was yeah. one of the worst shop fits of my life. Honestly, <laughs> was, was that stressful? Horrific. That was. It was July. I think the hottest July on record. It was hot. Yeah. AC completely broke. That was it, actually. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guys were in there trying to fix it. Yeah, we we buying like I've never I've never even heard of uh, water spray in a can. <laughs> you ever heard of that before? No. Well, I must have bought about forty bottles of that. <laughs> Just call you all down. It's all week. <laughs> <laughs> Screwdriver in one hand and a spray can in the other. Yeah. Yeah, but then um, leaves a bit of a fair a bit of a trek for you, so I'll allow that one. Yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna say I haven't been there yet, but I will do. Uh, mark my word, I will come and I will see the store because. I've I've seen pictures and videos and whatnot, and it looks really good. Yeah, I'd probably say that's probably the nicest uh, in terms of aesthetic and the yeah. fleet. Um, nice glass frontage, really nice to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it looks like you've done well with that one. I think you see the evolution of time as you come on. Like yeah, the first definitely. One, 
was like uh, some crayons come out and we mm-hmm. just drew on the wall for a bit in three yeah. one two with some crayons to the point where <laughs> now we've got like color charts and patterns yeah. and yeah no absolutely no i remember the first like nottingham store was it was only a only a diddy one mm. it was it was really small in in comparison to what you've got or what you've built now but you was only in there for how long was you in there did you tell me but uh, I think we signed around September time, uh, like last weekend in September, I think yeah. 2019, I think. And then we traded all the way up till COVID, which was what, like June 2020? Yeah. or may- No, a bit before, like May, maybe, whenever that was, I can't remember. And then uh, during that lockdown is when we then left that shop. Yeah, yeah we outgrew it really quickly. As you right. did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you went into, it was only like a store or two down from there. It's like there, four it? doors down, mm, yeah. To a nice, like, nicer, bigger store. Um, yeah, I've, I've come down and visited uh, visited both of them. But how did how did like um, so talk about how hooked became a thing mm. in the early days? Um, yeah. Because now it's obviously is it relic and hooked or hooked and relic? Which is which it's relic and hooked. Um, they're like my unofficial official business partners. We sort of have um, they run the vintage side. I run the trainers and streetwear side, and then we have like shared resources in terms of staff and all of that sort of thing and yeah. bills and etc etc and it's actually been really good in terms of helping sort of share the burden uh i would never be here without those guys at the moment like the management of just people and uh it's just challenging to that so it's good to have that um but i started hooked initially when i left um university i did criminology at university and i i really didn't want to do anything to do with it um and i'm quite conscious about business about like my family and I've had a business so I've been business related around it surrounded by it but I'm always quite conscious about timing and stuff like that in business and for me when I left uni I'd already been interacting on sort of social media and like buying and selling shoes uh, dipping my toe on Depop having a look worked out that no one was actually selling any shoes on there there was a lot of clothing but there was no trainer seller hitting like at all then trying to work back and think, well, what sort of price point were people selling clothes on there effectively for? Found that and then thought, right, how do I find shoes in that market? Went from there. I was doing all of that sort of thing to start with. But it was right time, right place, really. That app just started Depop when I kicked on. Right. It's in its really early infancy. Um, so I, I got a lot of traction off the start. Started selling quite a lot. Yeah. That got noticed by Depop. Started getting invited to Depop. Started mingling in that crowd. Yeah getting my stuff pushed more um and that's where it sort of kicked off from there really it's that that's a that's a shortened version of it it takes yeah. a long time to get to that part but <clears throat> it took a long time struggling and thinking what's going on what am i doing but um yeah i just left uni with that idea i spoke to my, f- my family about it said this is what i want to do and they just said look w- well we've got a degree you've got time yeah run run for it now and if if it works great and if it doesn't you're still young enough to go, go back to the drawing board yeah, and go again of course. You know? Um, and that's that's why I just I just put all my eggs in the basket yeah, and, yeah. and not look back really from there. What um how quickly did your like Depop following start to grow? Because what because you're not really you don't really dabble with it anymore now, do you? Because of the size that the business has got to. But what what did how quickly did it grow and what did it kind of get to before you sort of phased it out? Um yeah, it's like Depop is ever changing. Like it's very ever changing. You have to be aware of that. Um, they always have a nice, like, sh- they shine on success stories, which is great. It's great for your brand. But also you have to think that flip the other side of the coin, when that comes on, you get a lot of embordment from other people that are trying to 
step into your market there and carve their own little niche in the market so it becomes very saturated and a lot of a lot of sellers versus how many buyers are actually on the marketplace yeah. but to get to, like this is all the sort of evaluation that happened after time like yeah. i enjoyed like like everybody does when things are going great things are going great you're not yeah. even thinking about plan b c or d i was just creaming off depop going to getting invited to london hang out eat some pizza <laughs> have free beers yeah get the train back yeah ex- send the expense to them to pay for it like and that, i thought that's good that's great but like anything in business it can come as fast as it come it can go mm. and the tap just sort of turned off um from from them or f- no in terms of just like sales you know in in, in i'd say like in its pomp i was doing like I'd maybe like 11 to 1500 a week on there and then after like it just start, it would decrease and decrease and decrease and I, i'm always conscious about that so i was thinking about okay well what how am i going to pick that back up because a thousand a week anyway was good don't get me wrong and i was enjoying my life and doing like ha- just having the freedom yeah. but it's not going to sustain kids or a house or a mortgage or all yeah. of these things in the future so i needed to scale up yeah but as i was thinking about how to scale up the sort of sales were coming down on there so to get to, it was actually a bit of a risk to take it from off, online to offline because everyone's yeah. going the other way. Everyone's going, they're coming out of stores and going online. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh, um, so for me, uh, it was a gamble, but it was a calculated gamble because my sort of product that I'm selling isn't in stores. It's not been in stores for a while. Yeah. It's never been, it's not in stores. And, and people want to try it on, they want to see it and they, yeah. and they don't want to get stung as well. There's a lot of counterfeit and there's a lot of yeah. unaccountability for our sort of stuff. So For people that won't know like Hooked and Relic, um, because obviously we're from the South and the majority of our following currently will be from the South and all of your stores are, are in the North. Yeah. Just give like a brief like description of like what, what you would typically see in your store. Sure. So it's like a vintage streetwear store. So you've got a mixture of new and used on clothing uh same on footwear so footwear as well we've got all sizes uh we have a bit of a sales mix where we've got some cheaper pairs which like you say is sort of a nod to our past and depop and how we got we got going up and then we have a larger exclusive collection now yeah um and i've always been really trainer nutty so like this was always my dream for me to to open a trainer store uh have sort of more of the niche pairs like the Jordan fives and the olives and sort of all of that sort of thing that you yeah, see there. Yeah, like, that's you my passion. Some cool pairs beforehand, yeah. Yeah, that's like my passion. So I've lost my trailer thought now in that regard. No, that's right. Yeah, you were just saying about what um, what you could typically find in one of your stores. Yeah, so we got a mixture of older bits and bobs. Um, I think the easiest way to describe it in a nutshell to some people, if they've seen like round two online, you've got yeah. a, those guys in America. You could almost say that we're a UK equivalent, a UK equivalent to yeah. that sort of thing. Probably. Like, obviously not one of the only, but probably on the on a bigger scale, you are probably one of the biggest. Yeah, uh, I would. I mean, you can make. There's a few that are in our in our ball pit. Obviously, the one that comes to mind immediately is Kick Game. They're they've um, been following us around. They're in Birmingham. They're in Leeds with us. Yeah. Uh, they're obviously in London. Yeah, but because all of their stuff is new, isn't it? Yeah, new they they I, will specifically only deal with new and expensive. New, new. Yeah, they're hitting, <laughs> they're hitting that demographic. You know, that's like tra- we always like trappers and rappers sort of yeah. demographic, really. And um, and then they've got a lot of music influence as well. So that that's yeah. that's where they're going down. Uh, and they've got a lot of investment, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah. So to try and get in a fight with those guys is a bit stupid to me. Yeah. So we always have to, we carve our niche anyway. Yeah. But I was gonna say like I, I would put you like if like knowing the two like companies I would put you two like fairly separate. Yeah. Um. Like yeah, they're doing their thing. Like they're doing well. Like hats yeah, off to sure. them. Um. Uh, but yeah, I think like you're like you say you're you you've carved your niche like different to them, and I think what you're doing is. It, I think it's definitely for the whole um, like obviously everyone's trying to be that like upcycling mm. um, like eco-friendly type of vibe m- moving forward yeah. and I think that that's great for what you're doing because yeah it's beautiful really <coughs> it really opens doors for you as well when your business is doing that yeah the, like you're hitting key buzzwords that shopping centres want to get on they're yeah. all there the directors are, are hammering the shopping centre managers to get businesses in that fit in that ilk and if you're yeah. in there it's great. It's yeah. the key buzzwords right now, isn't it? Sustainability and I definitely think you'd do great down in the south if you had a couple of stores like, like I said, like Blue Water, Canterbury, some in like the London area. Mm. I definitely think that it's something yeah. that would pick up around those areas. I'd agree. It's just like I was saying before. It's just the struggle of as you as we as I scale on my side for the footwear anyway. How do you how do you meet that demand? Yeah. Everybody wants to buy the same, everyone wants the same shoe. You give mm-hmm. people variation. Like you've come in here and, and the majority of the product is probably red box dunks or like or Jordan 1 mids, which yeah. is probably 80% of our actual, our, our market. Yeah. And the same with our uh, kit game we spoke about. Yeah. Same, they'll be selling probably around 70 to 80% of their sales is stock that yeah. comes from Foot Locker and JD. Yeah. And that's just a reflection of the customers and, and who's actually buying in these yeah. stores. People like, let's say me or you, who, who consider themselves a sneakerhead. Yeah. They, they, rarely, they rarely drop in to buy. They'll always come in and look and yeah. talk and spend time. But to buy, they'll always be of their mindset. And I'm the same where you think, I can probably get that myself yeah. online. So yeah, who yeah. do you cater for in terms of the selling then? The, yeah, the that's, that's very true. Yeah, because I'll often do that. Like, I'll go somewhere where who will have a shoe that I want Mm. But I think I know where to look to find it myself. Sure, and 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 most sneakers will be of the same yeah. school of thought. So then, how do you capture that 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 sort of subculture group, which say they don't get representation, and I agree, and they want it. Yeah. But then make it a viable business to pay for everything yeah. that you need to pay for, because otherwise you you're, you're in a mess. Yeah, no. Um, and that's the hardest thing I think for as we get bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. is trying to hold on to what I believe hooks is. Yeah make money to grow it and survive it and sustain it all yeah. and hold on to all of those core values you know yeah no absolutely yeah go for it Shut the mic. sorry um one thing i'm just thinking of is like do you feel like as as your business has grown and like you said you're accommodating them subcultures do you feel like the the culture around like sneakers and streetwear has changed where obviously where like there are a lot of resellers now just like lads that like, we when we used to walk into work they'd be like well when they used to be like a drop at foot, like I say, mm. there'd be like three, four kids like waiting outside. Yeah. Now there's thousands because people know they can just grab it and make a quick buck or yeah. like just flip it really quickly. So, I mean, how does that affect you like from a business perspective in a sense of like growing your company and then, like you said, a catering for the, for the people that are actually genuinely interested in it instead of just, because the way I, like, what I'm thinking is like, well, the main reason for this question is like, obviously where you're, you're essentially like, you're buying product and then obviously make a profit on it and I, I don't know how it works for you but like, 
a lot of these guys are buying at retail and then flipping it and making a profit on it. Does that affect your prices? I mean, do you, how does that affect your business, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think the big change that came to trainers was was uh, probably social media. That, that, that changed everything because then you've got the... the in, to get the information that you need in terms of stockists and, and uh, drop dates, you had to have that relationship with the stores. You had to go in, spend time with them, speak to them. So as soon as you you got someone that goes in and does that, posts it on so like this any Facebook group, thousands of people on there, more eyes on it. It's always gonna it's always gonna attract more people, more people. And as you said, like it's got to a stage now where it's just unsustainable now, you know. Yeah, because p- kids will go in and buy a, a Jordan 1 mid for £100, mm. sell it for like £120, but that then sets the market for that shoe, doesn't it, at like £120. Yeah. So for you, if they're, they're not going to come in and sell it to you for 100 quid, what they just bought it for, do you know what I mean? So it's getting those people to come in and sell their stuff to you at a price that you can still make money on as well yeah it's a difficult challenge on that regard some some of it is like you have to be prepared to just not touch it just leave it and not you know that's the thing i have to teach all my staff is learn to say no it's not a problem it's not the end of the world there's lots of product that comes out there's so much shoes that come out Mm. if it doesn't make sense leave it yeah but a lot of the resellers are sort of they're, they're happy to take 10 to 20 pounds in some of the regards quick flips you have that relationship with them um, like it's naive to think that you like they're going to be there. You can't change that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to accommodate them. You have to work with them, and then you have to. But you have to make it a two-way street. They need to be accommodating to you and help you as well. You know, like because um, it's a very easy service. We're quite. You, you go down to JD Footlocker, you buy the shoe, you walk up the escalator, you come in my shop, we'll pay you out the same day. You made twenty pound. You're done. Yeah. You go home then. But then once you start doing that, everyone knows. And then before you know it, all you're doing is paying twenty pounds out all day for people yeah. and shoes, and and you got to draw the line in the sand somewhere. Yeah, that, that's that's a challenge for me in terms of the buying side. Yeah. Um. But I yeah, it's, it's was difficult. It, was it hard for you to to give up control of the buying side when you started opening multiple stores? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's still to this point now is a contentious. It's, yeah. It is a it is a contentious issue in the, in the company, um, just because of the nature of the product, the price that you make. When you get it wrong, it goes really wrong. You know, like a couple, you get a couple of fake shoes. Let's say, like it could be eight hundred pound. You just down the drain, yeah. or they get bought as real, sold onto the shop floor, thinking it's real, and genuine mistake, and they're yeah. fake. Then that can also damage reputation and brand yeah, and yeah. everything that you built up. And for me, sat here, I might not have even touched it, seen the product, or seen any, or done anything in terms of the buying. Yeah. But it's my name over the door, so it, the buck will stop with me, you know. Yeah, of course. It's di- that is difficult. And then you flip it the other way in terms of, like, for me, I can't really go into, like, when there's new drops and stuff coming out, I can't go to size and buy yeah. stock. Because I know you yeah. as well. But like, in certain places, like, particularly here, not, if I, it Leeds and Nottingham, it's better. But yeah. here, being here a long time now, if I go in there and buy stuff, unfortunately for me, it turns into a headache to the point where I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and that that's a shame in that regard. Yeah. Because, I, yeah. Like I was saying to Harry earlier, my favourite thing about being in the shops and my business was meeting the people, meeting yeah. people like you. That We have that shared interest in that yeah, product. Yeah. So I really wanted to, to capture that, have sort of stuff that I would like to see and hope that brings other people in there. But like you're saying, there's just such a new age of people that come into this trainer now, the trainer world, the subcultures, 
and they come in for different reasons. Yeah. I'm not saying they're wrong re- or right reasons, but they're in for different reasons. Yeah. They're, re- they're in for the, m- the monetary aspect of it, yeah. which makes sense. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of literature and a lot of uh, successful case studies out there, so there's a lot of people can see success. Yeah. And if you see that, they're going to go for it, aren't they? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, grow it as you started to grow the business um, to the scale that it's got to from, from the early days. How did that affect your uh, like personal life as well? Like, have you got like? Because I don't even know if you've got a partner. No, I'm, I'm on my own. Yeah. Um, have you I, always been, or is that from because of business? And yeah, no, I think like th- this year for me, like I was saying to before, this year for me has been a big eye opener in terms of like personal life, like and making time for my personal life, and th- having all of this tangible success is great, and having all of like stuff that people see on the outside free shops all of these things but if i don't if i don't have that personal time for me then it will all come crumbling down and this year has been a big eye-opener for that like um we had we've opened brum last year in july yeah um and then we did that and then september time we opened in leeds so i was living in leeds finished brum shop went to leeds did that living in a hotel so it's, it is really difficult. To yeah. Notice. It's like you, you can never feel like you can turn off. So you're always focused on it. You always feel guilty if you're not, you're not putting everything that, into it that you can to make yeah. it a success. But then how do you find that balance? I've literally got no, I've not had any life work balance for the last w- whatever time it's been until re- really recently, really, where I yeah. sort of took stock of myself and like looked in and thought, because there's no point to all of this if I'm not going to be here to look after it, to see it. Yeah. It sounds very, um, very morbid and very worst case no. scenario. I think I remember. I remember when um, first time I met you in person, which was at Crep City. I want to say it was probably about six years ago, maybe mm. something like that. Um, I think you hadn't slept for something like forty-eight hours, maybe. Mm, sounds about right. Yeah, maybe even City. longer. Yeah. yeah, and like you would. You was in a table at, at, in that back room, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you have so much going on. But yeah, you was in a table out in that back room. I remember just standing there to there talking to you and I thought, you look fucking tired. Yeah. Like, you look knackered. Yeah. And, it and like it's that. probably been like that since. <laughs> yeah, since the start, to be honest. Yeah. Like, even at the start, when I used to, before the Depop day, well, when I was on Depop, I used to, I wanted some money to start my business. So my dad said, right, well, he owns a, a dairy company. So he said, right, you come and work for me then. I'm not giving you any money. You come work for me. And I worked for him for six months. So I'd get up at five, do a milk round with him till like 10 a.m., then go to a Nike outlet, yeah. buy my stock, take it <laughs> home, process it, photograph yeah. it, put it on Depop, go ship it, go to sleep, go up and do that again. And I'd yeah. do that every day for a year to get to that stage. Yeah. I've always had that, that work ethic. Yeah, I was going to say, that like burning desire. That Yeah, but at the same stage where I, like, I had to realise that I need to I need to slow down in myself where and and not always be in pursuit of success money and and just take time for me enjoy yeah. life enjoy what I've achieved take stock of it be proud of it yeah not just keep uh, like relentless pushing forward but that's yeah. just me as a person that's what I've always been like yeah but at the same time I've had to like I've I've got loads of great business things but struggle personally with some things yeah. so that that's that's like I said it's been a big eye opener this year for yeah. Me. When you say like you struggle personally with with different things, 
I mean, can you elaborate on, on some of those? Yeah, just, uh, I guess it's the pressure, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure on your shoulders, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of sleepless nights thinking of, um, and even that, like I was saying before, it's up, up until probably January was when I brought staff in in, in in terms of in the warehouse capacity. Everything yeah. else was done by me. So I'd work in the store, source the stock, and then I would go home and fix it all make it all make sense but I just I can't do that anymore you know it's, it was too yeah. much it's getting too much in my body where I was just shutting down I wasn't yeah. doing much I wasn't being the best version of myself um, I think that's the challenging that's a really hard thing you know you see your success coming up and it's and you think oh, I need to keep chasing it keep chasing it and then once you get to it to a stage where it's at now where it's bigger than I ever thought it would be yeah it can also be quite terrifying yeah to the point where you look around and you think like fucking hell yeah. you know like I was, the man over there has got two kids and like if I fuck up he's, there's a man over there with two kids and no job you know and that's not yeah. and that shouldn't even be my pressure to, to worry about but yeah. I think about that I think about that a lot and as you know with our stuff it's, it's expensive yeah. it's expensive as fuck to buy yeah. and to hold and all of that sort of thing yeah. so you've got to worry continually you know yeah um no, I can imagine like the effect that that would have on you, like personally, and how that would affect your personal life. Because, you know, even on a on a smaller scale, like when I was doing like Heim's Collectives, like even I would fucking worry about stuff, yeah. and it's nowhere near the scale that you're at. I had like my little shop in Canterbury that was three hundred pound a month to to keep open, and had all the shoes and stuff in there. But again, it's like oh, like I've had them fucking shoes sat there for too long. What am I going to do to get rid of them? Like yeah. thinking, oh, I need to buy a new stock, like stuff hasn't moved for a little bit but again working a full-time job at the same time so it was like a constant like and you doing it on this scale i can only imagine it's like being like, on a roundabout you yeah. just can't get off yeah you know yeah no I, I can i can um sympathize with that but on a smaller scale to, to mm. what you, what it must be like for, for you and it's happened so fast as well hasn't it that's the thing yeah like it's happened so fast like from when you came to 2019 yeah. to where we are now 22 we've mm. got like maybe 40 people on the payroll three shops yeah one warehouse two two warehouses yeah so it's like it's it's a lot it's a lot yeah i mean like because the the growth of like the depot was pretty pretty gradual yeah to oh, sorry it's fucking Gassy one, again, the yeah. citrus notes yeah. Yeah. on the yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah, the citrus notes. Yeah, um, yeah, like it was pretty gradual, and then yeah, like you said, 2019, you opened the first store, and now yeah, we're three years later, uh, a large pandemic in the middle of that, and you're three stores deep, probably. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you're looking at like other stores are opening up and and, and whatnot. Yeah, so. we've got loads of opportunities lined up. We've got mm. something with Urban pop ups. We had something with Selfridges in the pipeline, but it went cold. Um, I think we we sent out a tender pack in lockdown with sort yeah. of like our that shop that you saw in Nottingham, yeah, and we sent it out to all the centres, and we got every centre in the country like asked for us to go in, so we've got we've got offers on the table, yeah. but it's just picking the right ones at the right time. Like you said, if you're calculated with business, then yeah, it's yeah. Otherwise, you just go yeah, go straight in. It's easy to to get ahead of yourself in it and and be like, oh, let's go in all of them, like yeah. <laughs> let's get everywhere, like it's branch, yeah. but. Well, I haven't got the money to do so. If, yeah. like, if some, some idiot wanted to give me it, I would. <laughs> but at the moment, it's my own money I'm spending. Yeah. So I'll, you want to you always spend someone else's if you yeah. can, you know. Um, and just take stock of where you are and, and be mindful of that. And I don't try and get too ahead of myself in that yeah. regard. 
um, like I said, it all underpinned from that that fear of of it all crumbling. Yeah. So I'm always I'm I'm actually probably more step steady now than I ever have been. Yeah. At the start, I was probably a bit more slapdash, a bit more take a risk. But yeah. now everything has to be fought through, triple checked. Calculated. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. And like just to obviously to touch back on the the subject briefly. So, would you? Was there any like key moments in that in that in those years that your mental health really suffered or? I think probably this year has been the worst for it. Um, the, would you say this year has been the, the the worst, but also the best in terms of yeah, like realizing? For, yeah, for sure. It's been like uh, I think boys always and men always learn more in mistakes, don't they? And and how they f- um, and I made a lot of mistakes, and I think I've always buried my head in my work. Yeah, always because it's always been there. It's always there. It's, so if something's going bad here personally. I'll just put everything into here, yeah. into my professional life and watch it grow and then that's growing and I'm getting positive remarks in there. So I think I'm, I must be all right. I'm good because yeah. this is great. But I'm not actually focused about this either because when you go home, you still got this th- yeah. th- this part of your life, your professional life it, is there. You know, you can't be work not 24-7. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, this year it's been a sort of a call to arms to actually do something about it. I've, actually, I've had problems probably all my life without knowing about, you know, what it is or why it has happened. Yeah. I had tough childhood in terms of, like, parents split up, divorced, and my my father had his own company and, and didn't see a lot of us as kids, and I didn't understand that as a kid. I didn't yeah. understand why he didn't want to see me. I thought, it's my fault. But I guess having this as well sort of makes you appreciate why, or it gives you a, a different viewpoint as to yeah. why why that happened. Yeah. Um. And again, that sort of realisation happened recently. So I've had all of that going on in, in yeah. childhood, you know. But that's also, in some, in some ways, has made me the person I am today, where yeah. I'm, I'm very very fiercely independent and very driven because yeah. I've had to, I've just got on with shit with my, since I was like seven, eight, you know. I, my, my sister's a bit older than me, she, so we used to just look, look after each other. Yeah. Do you, do you have a close relationship with your dad now? or? We're, yeah. Uh, and, and your mum as well? Yeah, it's like... It, like it's a difficult relationship in terms of like uh, we we, ha- we have that common bond we always will have that love for him yeah but he's just a very um reserved man he's very chill he's very keeps himself to himself yeah he has his life obviously he's got his business and that is a full-time thing and he, and he probably if he is honest with himself finds it hard to to find that balance that i do yeah and I, w- I probably would say there's no there's no coincidence that we both sh- struggle in that regard. Yeah. That's probably my Wilmot genes that he's yeah. passed <laughs> into me, unfortunately, <laughs> in that regard. And what about your what about your mum as well? Yeah, and and mum, she's she's um, works NHS now. She's worked there for ages. And, yeah. And she's really supportive as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, to, to both of them, to be fair, both of them are. are I'm supportive in their own ways and the regards where they never made me feel like what I was doing was stupid yeah. or I felt like I'm wasting my time or like no pressure to like, you know, go and get a nine to five. The, the, the pressure, like to get a job at the dairy was more about giving the value of money yeah. as opposed to anything else. But they would never stand in the way of what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, there's definitely been questions and times where they've, they've thought, is it, you know, actually going to, is it going to be worth it? Yeah, is I, it sustainable? Yeah. yeah is this going to pay for life and, and x y and z and yeah. am i just wasting my time but uh, yeah they've, they've they've been supported in their own ways and i think the shops as well gave them that tangible success which they could hold on to yeah and then they could show that around to other people mm. and it makes more sense for those sorts yeah. of people 
Um, but yeah, they've been great support. I think the the main the main support throughout it has been my granddad, which you've obviously yeah. seen a lot. Yeah, of. yeah, I was going to come on to that. Um, uh, well, it perfectly follows on. Um, yeah, he's uh, he seems. He, I love the photos that you put up with him or of him. You know, like unboxing shoes or whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. <laughs> Just talk about like what sort of like. Because he's obviously been a big part of it, and you can tell that, and you can tell that you're obviously incredibly close. Yeah. Um. So just talk about what he has done for you and the support he's given. Yeah, he's an amazing man, uh, amazing support for me, and amazing for my sister as well. Um. Yeah, he's he's just that rock, you know. He's always been there. He'll always he's very he's, he's also the smartest man I've known. Oh like, really? He's, he's so smart. I take him to Foot Locker, um, and he will do like the I say oh. This is sixty-seven pounds, and and it's forty percent off. And he'd be like, "Okay, there you go." It's yeah, a it's this. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, you can come again." <laughs> <laughs> so he would come to that, and he'd always be involved in that. And when I came back from uni, my mum, my mum had a partner, which I didn't see eye to eye on. Yeah. So I actually got kicked out of my house. Okay. Um, and I was living at my, I, I was living at my granddad's after university. I found it really difficult to go from that independence at university, yeah. and then go into a house which. Used not is not my home anymore. Yeah. With partner and we butted heads. It was two males in there, so yeah. I I had to leave and I spent all that time starting Depop up at my granddad's house. Oh, so that's wow. why we were always together. Yeah. And I'd take him out if we go to yeah. anywhere. I'd take him and he'd just come. And he'd love it. He'd love it. And yeah. then it just started becoming more of a thing. Like, who's this eighty-three-year-old man with like <laughs> Yeezys on? Yeah. And then we just carried on from there, and it snowballed from there. And people, yeah, like. You, Everyone noticed that bond that we had, and he started getting invited to like Depop things and, yeah. and all sorts of stuff. But that's amazing, yeah. yeah. No, I do. I've seen like the photos, and like we said, like it's, it's reminiscent of the, you know the the um, the fella and his granddad that he has on on Instagram that are, that are huge JD. I think yeah, yeah. Called. They um yeah, it's the same sort of um, double act. Yeah, that's it. But uh, no, it's very it's, it's it's wholesome, and it's it's uh, it's nice that you you had that support back up almost when you needed it especially like yeah. you said like when you for, left the house for sure and that's he's always been there for 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 all of us to be honest that include my mum my sister and all yeah. of that so he is um he's probably the cornerstone of our family yeah and as like being the only male left in that family i guess another pressure for me that i took on my uh, like on my back was that i need to work my nuts off to be the provider for my family when yeah. i'm older like any, anything I wanted in my life, he, 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 if I needed it and it made sense, he'd buy it for me, obviously. Yeah. And and I was always of the school of thought that like, I need to be that person for my family. And, and it's only recently when I was speaking to my sister about it more, it was like shine the light on it. It was more important that what he gave us more than anything about his money was his time. He always had time yeah. for us. And, and I think that's sort of more the shift that I've had in this like, like last year where all of this is like, oh, I need to make a great future for me and look after everything yeah. but now like i'm actually more excited about the fact that once it, if this gets to where it needs to be it gives me the time and the freedom to do what i want to yeah. do in my life and that's probably more more important to me than the money yeah. that will come from it you know do you, do you do you spend a lot of well i guess at the moment you probably haven't got a lot of spare time does that does that so is that something that weighs on your mind as to like yeah he's 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 given up well, he might not have given up a lot of time for you but he's given you a lot of his time to help you like grow mm. is that something that you want to like pay back in, in terms of like spending time with him yeah for sure you always feel guilty in that regard I think. yeah um, it's that's something that I've always felt like um, 
you know, I've missed like family parties. Like, yeah. I've always been like a workaholic in, yeah. in terms of like, especially when I was at like, not so much when I worked with you and <laughs> to yeah. suit me. Truth will come but, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so much then, but um, like, if it wasn't to suit me, it was Heim's Collectives. Like, I'd spend a lot of evenings down there um, doing what I needed to do. But when I was at Mercedes, you know, I was putting in a lot of hours, missing a lot of like family parties missing this missing that and like i know like my sister like she spends a lot of time with my nan um now um, like my nan's last one left like mm. in, in the older generation of the family and it's like i i constantly have that like guilt feeling that i'm not spending enough time with her yeah. um do you get that absolutely yeah all in in all aspects of my family they would, they, would, they want more for me in that regard um and I've been fortunate where I get that wide, but I get given that wide berth. But like you say, you look back and you think it is regretful, mm. and it is a waste, really, and you don't get that back. Yeah. But then you flip it the other way as well. You have to think about what you've sacrificed and what you've lost to get here as well as a person. Yeah. And like I basically like my whole twenties, I've spent in a shed working basically, yeah. like with no fucking windows. Yeah. And and you think, oh, if I if I take my foot off the pedal, could could I jeopardize all the, and waste all that yeah. time as well? So yeah, you feel, no. sometimes you feel you're damned you if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Yeah, no, that's it's a great way of like, you can almost justify it to yourself yeah. in that way as well. And I have for the longest time, but I think this year is where I've realised like I doesn't have to be me myself against yeah. the world. Like I've got to help now. That and, yeah, and I've got somewhere where I can unload and like if I if I go away for a week, the whole thing doesn't go to shit. Yeah, and that's that's for the first time. That's a nice feeling to have. Yeah. And that allows you then to sort of relax more at home and not feel guilty for spending time with them. Yeah. Um, because you know that it, everything's getting on here. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that kind of freedom has been amazing for me this yeah. year. Yeah. But um, just like some having some time to just reflect and, yeah. and like really just like look, look back on like or look over like what you've built and be like, one, like you can be proud of yourself. Like, two, you can think, right, okay, I can start to. Just to start spending time with like my friends, my family, doing what you want to do. Like, see, obviously, you had like a pretty, pretty heavy weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at the Villa game, was it this weekend? Was it Villa game? Yeah, my friend had hospitality tickets. I'm a West Ham fan, so I'm, oh, not, okay. I'm not a Villa fan. <laughs> um, that's probably why I went heavy on the beers. Used <laughs> yeah. to a little bit better football. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just takes the edge off of being there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get so drunk you think it is West Ham and yeah. the same colours <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it roughly looks the same yeah, you no, squint <laughs> it was nice um, like I said before one of my friends is moving to New York so he's been his um, life has sold a pie so he's getting he's getting a send he's getting yeah. a two week send off at the moment <laughs> so we went to that and, and it was nice to do those things and like you say just remind yourself yeah. that there's more to life than clothes and shoes you yeah know? no absolutely but um has that got, have we been filming for quite a while? It films like we have, but... It's been about 45 minutes. Has it really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, wow. Time flies. Yeah, no, well, I think that it leads that leads quite well on to... Is there anything you want to add? Sorry, I know you haven't got a no, microphone no. in front of you. Because I know like you're obviously like getting more into like your vintage side of things at the moment and you're enjoying that. I didn't know if you had any questions to like go back on or... No, no, I think everything's pretty much in compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Like about the sustainability and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, like, like from a sustainability perspective, like 
I'm trying to look at, well, first of all, fucking Depop closed down my account. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Depop. Sorry, no disrespect. Um, there goes but, my sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, I think working in retail for as long as I have, like, you see brands come and go and like mm. trends shift and change. And like you were saying, like sustainability now is like them key words that everybody's looking for, especially if it's just like on like the higher street, like people that are like looking to buy a product that's got like a message behind it mm-hmm. um, instead of it just being like kind of throwaway fashion. So I think for me, it's the, the, uh, it's the same kind of stuff that you're kind of into in the sense of like looking for a product that is sustainable, something that can be upcycled if you like, just give mm-hmm. it that extra bit of life. But it's, it's hard. Like, I mean, I'm, I think at the minute I've kind of put it on the back burner anyway for myself and just been focusing on the podcast. I mean, because I'm just a man behind the, the camera anyway. Um, yeah, like I'm the guy that does all the work that nobody <coughs> sees. The, yeah. the donkey. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, how you feel. The chauffeur, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll be at a, a level where you are. I mean, it's a bit different in the sense of that I'm not doing street wear. It's a little bit more like vintagey and mm-hmm. I like, well, what's that, like workwear kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's people like yourself that ultimately give people like me like that drive as well to get to that level you know like you can see what you've built up around you and like I haven't been to your stores but obviously George speaks a lot about you and what you've achieved so yeah I mean all I would say is just yeah just keep I don't know what to say that's what I keep like, a bit of fucking no, no. motivation I keep doing keep, what I'm doing like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I was going to what I was going to say clip that man? for me George yeah. and I'll just play it over <laughs> and over <laughs> I'll put it in yeah. my yeah. airpods yeah. Yeah. just keep going yeah. <laughs> cheers Harry <laughs> What what I was gonna say was I was I was hoping that because like 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 I said like or what Harry's just said like he wants to get into that vintage workwear space of upcycling stuff and mm-hmm. and whatnot but I was hoping that this you have put it on the back burner because of the podcast I was hoping another thing to come from this podcast would give you a new drive to want to push that as well, which is hopefully what will happen mm. like when we come off of the the other end of this because you do put a lot of time into, like, I'm going to kiss his ass a little bit now, but it doesn't happen often. <laughs> like, you, you get comfy for this yeah, part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you pull that jacket around the <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know how to do things like this. Be nice to people, what? <laughs> no, but, like, you do put a lot of time and effort into... Uh, the podcast, the editing, like it's relentless, like endless, like late nights. Obviously, you've got the two kids to sort out at the same time. Like it's not easy. And I don't know how to do any of that. So I don't do any of it. I don't set anything up. I don't fucking, you've driven up here today. I don't do any of the editing. Like, <laughs> I don't really. There's not much in the positive just, column at I, the moment, no, Josh. <laughs> it's going to be the worst CV ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shall I wear this? Like literally, I do fuck all. Like I just lead the conversations. I lead the conversations and I get the guests. That's pretty much. Well, that's important. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's what I do. But um, because of that, you have put other little aspirations or, or goals to to one side. So where I haven't had to do that, so it is appreciated and it, it does go a long way. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's emotion. Yeah. Shall, shall I leave? Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you got any tissues over there? <laughs> but no, well, I think that, that, that ties it in nicely. We do have a little tradition at the end where we ask the guests five questions. Sure. Um I've got a few in my head actually, I've forgot them and they're on my phone. Um 
so if we go off some of the original ones, um, one of them you actually answered in the podcast without um, probably without thinking, but one of them is would you rather have more money or more time? Oh, yeah. But time. Yeah. Time now. You kind of said, like, time uh, yeah. is, is very important. So Probably, yeah, that's a shift change this year. Um, definitely. But time. Um, and once you've got the time, if you once you know how to start making money and you can make money and you've got a track record of doing it, if you've yeah. got time, you can find that easily. Yeah. Um, that's a big difference where you can't make time. You can make money. You can generate money. You can find things like that. You just, you've got what you've got on time-wise, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's a great answer. And one that Harry often asks as well is, um, what's something you, you wish you could tell your younger self? Start sooner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Start sooner. Um, I, I mean, I went to university. I spent three years. Don't get me wrong. It was great for me in terms of uh, it made me know what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. But if I knew that three years prior, then who knows where I'd be at this time. But obviously everything happens for a reason and you can't worry about those sorts of things mm. but if I yeah if I had my time again yeah because I was always into clothes and shoes at school like I was I would always have like new shoes on and I played a lot of football as well and I, I'd get like Nike ID boots and that's yeah. where it started from I was getting I had to have different boots to everyone on the team and if someone was similar then I'd go get another boot and change it <laughs> and when that came out to the start like that was like Nike ID when it first came out was like revolutionary to mm. me. It was like incredible. It's like here's a Nike shoe with my name on it. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and I think I just built that from there. Yeah. And just carried on and and just got obsessive and and I think I've also what I've noticed is I've got quite I'm quite a obsessive personality in terms of this. Like I, I even when I was younger, my mom always tells this story to everyone. Like I used to go to the library and rent out this flag book. Right. And I'd have this flag book on fucking loan from the library for probably for like six months. And I'd just sit there as a kid looking through it and memorize everything and like memorize every single flag. And even to the point today where like at shoes, like I've just got like that memory where I, yeah. I just can just hold shit. Yeah. And it just comes off. I just reel it off. I can prices, shoes, yeah. names, description. Like it's just. I, was, I don't know why then I was just about to be like, like Rain Man <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that yeah, yeah. not in a disrespectful way but yeah <laughs> I was going to say yeah I don't know where that was I was literally about to blurt it but I thought oh, I'll try and hold my brain from saying that yeah and then just it just came anyway. out didn't yeah. it you try not it any longer but yeah no that's um, um, I'm trying to think do you do you remember any of the other questions like do you want to fire anymore? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to fire it off? I, I can't remember. It's going to be a question you would ask. It is the question. I'll you just ask. Um, one that we've been asking everyone as well is uh, what's one song that means a lot to you and why? Oh. Uh, I don't really know to be honest. Are you into music and stuff like that? I am and I'm not. Like my my music, every bit of musical talent in my family went to my sister. <laughs> every, like every ounce, um, she just can sing, she can play guitar, keyboard. I am so unmusical; it's yeah. a joke. Like my school report was like, tries hard but not very good. <laughs> in, a sense, in essence, was that across the board? Uh, no, it was just in music. <laughs> just in music. Yeah, I was actually quite good in school, but just in music. 
I can't fit. Do you know what? It's funny. I watched your podcast the other day and I thought, I hope those fuckers don't ask me that question. <laughs> I, I ain't got a clue. Yeah. <laughs> and I should have prepped, really, shouldn't I, for that? <laughs> like yeah. If, that's it. We have asked nearly... We've asked nearly everyone, but we, I think we did forget it one time. But it's, oh, yeah. um, I can't really... I think like, a is lot of like, Kanye West album, like, yeah. when, um, as a kid, like that College Dropout album. Yeah. I always had rap, I guess, really, when I think yeah. about it. Like 50 Cent as a kid, Eminem. Yeah. But I, like my, my sister's obviously older. My granddad loves music. Those two have a great bond over yeah. music. Uh, and it was just something that I was never really... I was always on the side, like looking through the window yeah. and when that party was going on. I yeah. wasn't invited. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we had. It was a very musical house. Just I wasn't really involved in it. Yeah. Basement Jacks used to get pumped a lot yeah. in our house as well. I used to love Basement yeah. Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. That, was that's, that's, that brings back some memories, actually. That's, yeah. It's quite nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is. We'll have to listen to that in the car on the way back. There you go. Yeah. So you've done us a favour there. <laughs> Or me I saved the answer. <laughs> yeah. Pulled it out at the That's last it. minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one as well, uh, unpopular opinion. Oh, God. I've got loads of those. <laughs> I guess I last week, couldn't think of any. Really? What did she go with in the end? In the end, it was um, that she didn't like, she never liked Will Smith. No. Even before he slapped Chris Rock. Where most people. Most people like him. Yeah, fair. She's never liked worse. him. We've had that Breaking Bad isn't as good as everyone says it is. Yeah. And I think we didn't ask it. To Quincy. We didn't ask it to Quincy, no. I'm sure I think of one off the top of my head. Unpopular opinion. I do lots of things that's unpopular, <laughs> especially at work. For, yeah. um, but as, in terms of unpopular opinion, I think I'm fucking mind blank on this. What about is there any shoes that everyone like? is bang on but you're like absolutely not yeah right that's a good one let me try and think of one which won't alienate my whole customer base <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, savage yeah and ruin the future <laughs> yeah the future in, of in that regard I mean it's a difficult one but I, I actually don't like uh, Yeezy 350s and that's probably what the most populous Yeezy. <laughs> I know you're wearing them today. George literally has George, a George, you're going to yeah. have to take them off now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to take them off and walk barefoot now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, the, I just don't like that on my foot. I don't yeah. like the way it, it looks, but uh, I can, like, it's sold a lot. Yeah. And also, like, like, I personally don't like the Jordan One mid either. Yeah, which sounds ridiculous because that is literally probably why. the biggest selling shoe like in the world. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why I'm here today. You yeah. wouldn't even be sat on this <laughs> yeah. these three pallets well, yeah, if it weren't for it. that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like that's probably come from a stigma of uh, like being an older trainer head, like lows yeah. or highs. What's this mid? This is a new thing that's yeah. come through, and and it's a lot of people's first first entry to Jordan yeah. brand actually now. It's become so popular. It's probably more popular than, than highs for us now. Yeah. I was really surprised, actually. I was watching on YouTube the other day. Um, Kit Game went to Fredo's mm-hmm. house, did you? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. And yeah. he had quite a few mids. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, like, I, I fuck with them. And that yeah, really yeah, surprised it's me. It's really changed, yeah. bro, honestly. Like, yeah, like I was saying to the staff, like, the... the Mids when I first started, it's not it's not just come out of the blue, out of nowhere. They've yeah. always been around. But no one, no one wanted them. Mm. Like when I first started bulk buying, like if I, the, if there's a pile of mids in my way, 
I'd kick them out of the way to get to the NMD. Like, yeah. get, these, get these terrible <laughs> things out of the way. And yeah. like, where's the boost at? Like, yeah, get yeah. the NMDs or Ultra Boost. But now, like, they're flying. And, yeah. and I've seen so many... So many shoe trends. That like, sounds like I'm sound like I'm bloody Gandalf for <laughs> shoes. But I've been a, I've been doing it for so long. Like I I was around for like Blazer hype. Yeah. Then Harachi hype. Yeah. We I, I kind of like sorry to like cut in on just no. but as you said that uh, I kind of got into it at the Harachi hype. That yeah. was me. Blazers were just before because yeah. I remember we we worked in Choice in in Blue Water and was it you that had a yellow no I had a yellow pair I had a red and grey you had the red and grey uh, yeah I had two pairs you had red and grey yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I was going to say you didn't have a red and grey pair like you had uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. two different yeah. pairs and I and I, that got me into them and then I had a yellow pair and then sounds lively yeah it was yeah <laughs> yeah we, we were fucking living on edge then we? <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear the yellow ones he'd wear the red ones <laughs> Yeah, we had fucking jawlines a lot. Party, (laughs) 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 literally. But um, yeah, and then the Harachis is the first pair of shoes I waited up for Mm -hmm. till midnight. That was the um, can't remember the the actual name of them, but it was the pink and blue. I remember the little white ones. Yeah, Um, and that's where it all fucking started from there. It's like OG color. Yeah, and it's it's it's, you see those patterns and and how it comes up and goes and um. Like Harachis came and it was flying. Yeah. The NMDs came up and it was flying. But honestly, I would say that the Jordan One Mid, it's it's been it's unrivaled to anything. Like Dunks, obviously, this last year has been really yeah. big business, obviously. But I'd say in the last like <coughs> few months, it's starting to tail off a little yeah. bit, where people have already got Dunks now and they don't need to bother or they don't want to get more or they've already got a surplus. They don't want to buy at the rate yeah. that Nike keep pumping them out. Whereas the mid machine just does not nah, stop, yeah. and it just like it keeps coming out, and people keep buying it, and yeah. resellers keep buying it, and I guess that's <laughs> that's where it's yeah. at, isn't it? You can't Absolutely. you can't you can't access it at retail, yeah. And it's been like that for about two years now. Yeah. Normally, something has its time; it goes it goes into the distance quietly. Yeah. This just won't stop at the and, moment. And just another sub question off of that question. Um, yeah, go on. No, 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 no go on. No, sure. Um, what is your favourite shoe of all time fucking hell is that what you I had that in my head I had that as well have you got another one alright cool like, I, I love Jordan 4's obviously Jordan 1's but that's really classic opinion right now so it's a bit boring but I'm quite fortunate that I've been collecting before those guys so I've got some like, I've got a lot of 4's I can't think of many that I don't have maybe uh, maybe bred 4's in a 10 if anyone's got them Message you guys, I'm by them, definitely. <laughs> if anyone from down south, that yeah. follows you. Um, so I'd say fours and ones. Um, but I have this Nike TN, that's like a free TN. I don't know, remember it with like a German exclusive with like a different pattern on it. Uh, I'll try and find it. You might yeah. see how good your editor is and you'll be able to pop it up. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll message I'll it for it, you. Yeah. I'll find yeah, it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I love that shoe. I love the silhouette of it. I love the way that it's like, I just love a TN anyway. And then a Nike free soles really comfy and like that hybrid that they did. It's like, it's impossible to find. Can't find it anymore. I've tried, I've worn mine when I was at 18 on a building site and they're absolutely hammered. And I've been trying to find another pair for ages and I can't find it. But if I, if I could, if like, if Nike said to me, like came to me and asked if you wanted to do a shoe, I'd do that shoe. So I guess that's probably my favorite shoe of all time. 
Great answer. Um, this is just to touch on like, the Jordan Mid um, topic and like from more of a business perspective, but like working in retail, from a logistically we see trends running in different like uh, locations. So like obviously you've got stores in Leeds, you've got stores obviously mm. in the Midlands. Um, and obviously, if you just open up a store down south, I mean, in your current stores that you see, like especially from a sell through perspective, do you see uh, like different trends in trainers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, because obviously, as a culture, like it's it's pretty much generic. If you like from yeah. from the outside looking in, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a sneaker head, but I've definitely dabbled in it and and mm. sold my collection, and I'm bang on New Balances at the minute. I've been yeah. running for about a year, but I mean, f- yeah, I mean. It's pretty much like you were saying, like Dunks, Jordan Mids, and stuff. But like, do you seem to find that in different like pockets of the country, people tend to buy more? Yeah, you definitely get generically, that. Yeah. If you go to like Liverpool, like you'd come. If we opened in Liverpool, we'd open with like a much higher sort of Adidas demographic than what we'd ever have in our stores. That, that's up there. Leeds, they love like Vizier, like up tempos and ninety fives and TNs. They sell really well. Same in sort of in Knotts. Knotts is quite a sort of like like roadman-y sort of scene really not n- not necessarily they're all roadmen but they like to dress like roadman track suits mm. and, and Nike Airs again so tech like fleeces tech fleeces and bits and bobs like that so they do well here whereas Birmingham they like like premium brands and exclusive stuff that you can't sort of get so yeah there is definitely sales mix that you have to consider in different places for sure um, and also just being able to have the freedom of that stock is the, that's the hard thing like you, you can be aware of it but it's, it's finding the stock that makes sense at a price point to make it, unfortunately, for me. It would make my life easier if I could just say, like, yeah, everyone in, uh, likes up tempos up there, so let's go and get them. But they're, they're solid to find at the moment. Yeah. The same across the board. But, uh, it, like, if we like, landed in London as well, the mix that we'd bring in London would be completely different to what we'd arrive in Leeds with, for example. Like, the, a Nottingham delivery and a London delivery would look completely different. Yeah. It's just because the, the, the customer is completely different. You have to be aware of that, otherwise you, you're just... You might set yourself up to fail. Exactly, and you're just throwing money at it, which is pointless. You're not cal- it's not yeah. a calculated investment. You just It's like throwing mud and seeing what sticks, really, in that regard. Um, yeah, no. But there is a little bit of that anyway in stores. Like you have to give a, things a try, and then, but you have to be prepared to sort of like move quickly when you... you, you like if it's something set in there and it's not selling... It's not like let's let's keep trying to sell this dead horse. Like you need to move and react to it, really. And yeah, that's that's the that's the hard challenging part. Yeah, yeah, no, great. And then the last question, where, and this hasn't we've asked this once before, but I'll adapt it slightly. Where do you see yourself personally and professionally in five years? Personally, I want to get like. I want to be able to have some a house, family around me. I think my big dream is to have a big family because you didn't have a big family yeah. as a kid. So I want to have that. Um, so working towards that, spending time with my loved ones, as you say. Um, I'm, a, I'm doing some more like things for me. Like I was a big West Ham fan. I'm, so we spoke, touched on that earlier. Yeah. Great year seen none of it like yeah. I, w- I want to go and be able to do those sort of things enjoy sort of little things like that yeah have the freedom to do it without feeling guilty to do it yeah um so they're the main personal goals it sounds short but they're bloody like it's going to take some work and then professionally yeah, no. um <coughs> this is a difficult one it's like how far can you carry the can on that regard i think yeah. from it was always my dream to have a shop a trainer shop just at the start and then once you do that you've done that 
So you sort of like, I remember feeling at the start a bit of a void. Like I felt like, oh, I've done that now. Like, what else am I going to do? Mm. Gold medal. Gold, yeah, gold medal depression, they call it. As I was going to say, exactly yeah. the same thing, yeah. yeah. Gold medal depression, it's like, you know, when you win the gold medal, well, what's next? Yeah, you feel like, that's like I, that's my life dream and I've done it now. Yeah. What, what else am I doing in my life? But then it's sort of focused on to like, how big can I make this now? But then that also become a bit of an unhealthy obsession. So yeah. you've got to find that balance. Because then you know? you're straight back to... You, you're relent, relentless working yeah. and not making time for yourself. Exactly, exactly. So I think I need to find <clears throat> that that medium for me professionally. Um, it's difficult to do that, and 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 like the business is just snowballing on itself. It 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 will. It's like the handbrake's off. So I, it's not re- as much as I want it to slow down. It's not really in. It's in not your un- control. Yeah, yeah. So I have to move and adapt with it. Yeah. Uh, and I just need to learn from my mistakes as well, better and faster, and, and implement those sorts of things. But who knows where it is? And like uh, the guys at Kick Game, they think they started two to three years above me. I think they got twenty million pounds this year, and, and their turnover is going to be fifty million or something like that. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So that's sort of what we're competing against. And if my name can be in the same breath as theirs, then we're doing we're doing good. Yeah. Considering it's m- me in, in a shed and, and a, my grandfather yeah. that started up, so I just see how far I can take it. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to say like a massive thank you for coming on and giving us your time, um, because I think after that we kind of understand just how precious that time is. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're cl- you're clearly quite busy, but I mean, just like from from when we met, like it's really like amazing to see like where you have taken it. Um, and you know, like me and me and Hannah speak about it a lot and, um, yeah, we just wish you nothing but the utmost success. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Same to you guys with your adventures and endeavors. That's the great thing about it. You know, you've always shown a lot of love and support for what anything I would do. That's why when you messaged me, it was a no brainer. I've always been to send that back to you. you That's it. Like, you know, when you scratch people's backs, you hope they scratch yours and that's exactly what it yeah comes down to thanks even though like you're in different like, industries and stuff like once you make them connections and it's, it becomes a community and a and a lifestyle instead of it just being more business based if that makes sense yeah for sure i think you want to share those sorts of things and definitely and and like i think maybe going back onto what you want to do in five years time like i think once I've got this to a place where it's self-sufficient and making money and it's doing all of those things, I'd love to go and sort of mentoring to people that like wanted to start businesses and ventures and, and find that struggle because there is that lag. Like I did the Prince's Trust. I don't know if any of you have ever done it, but I did it. I've not done it, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I did that to like, my mom was like, you don't know anything about business. So I went on that course to for her and I found like, like it was great, but I felt like it was more like, ticking my box to make sure we got 10 people in the room te- tick that box 10 people turned yeah. up the funding's going to arrive next week whereas I didn't actually get any like aftercare or any sort of support so I'd love to do that I'd love to help people that are trying to start their yeah. business and, and, and see if I can help them yeah no there. definitely that's a really like good aim to have like for the future I think you know there's going to be I think it's so important to, to especially teach you're not taught at school how to start your own businesses no. or you're taught anything about the real world like it's fucking mental no. that they can put you through that until you're 16 years of age where you can then start like 
dabbling with like gambling you're not far away from needing to learn about credit and all of that stuff and they just chuck you in the fucking yeah yeah, driving everything just chuck you in the fucking deep end without teaching you anything about it and it's 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 fucking dangerous like that they that they don't teach you these things um like tax and vat as well yeah different things like that you know it's insane like and yeah i think that you know wanting to help others is is always going to be a good thing so but yeah i think we can we can round it up there but yeah um Thanks, just thanks again, man, for coming on. Safe, but safe drive home, boys. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, only a couple of hours on the way back because of the traffic. Well, well, you've got, uh, you're gonna have basement jacks on. Maybe yeah, the basement boys jacks. are gonna be popping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. I might join in. Yeah, come, back. come drive down with you. Yeah. You'll have to, um, you'll have to let us know when you do come down. Yeah, so for we'll, sure. we'll grab a beer for sure and we'll just have a catch up but yeah well um, if everyone can uh, follow us on social medias at the average joe's pod tiktok at the average joe's pod and we're now on spotify as well Uh, we will we've got we've backdated our um, episodes we did have a small error with the first two we did lose the audio for it unfortunately yeah and it's the the tech support guy throw someone under the bus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah no so if you can subscribe to us everywhere like it everywhere comment everywhere let's spread this word we're getting some really positive feedback so it's great and yeah I think um, that rounds that one up nicely so thanks everyone for tuning in